0: Hello, my queens and kings. Welcome to another episode of Love Mo on every Thursday with me, your host, where we talk about love, dating, relationships, and everything else in between. So today's episode is deep, y'all. If you hear noise in the background, Marvin is actually eating breakfast. We've been up since 5.30 today, and I don't know why I haven't been getting up at 5.30 on a regular note because I just feel so in energetic, focused. Um, Maybe it's because the sun is out and the sun hasn't been out for, I feel like, a straight week. But anyway, um, what inspired me to share this topic and story with you today is a post that I made on Instagram the other day. And the feedback that I got from y'all was crazy good. Um, A sad fact is that what I talk about today A lot of you have gone through and even though it is a sad tragedy that we had to experience the beautiful thing about it is that the beautiful outcome is that we are able to connect because of it so everything that I shared today was unplanned I was actually going to talk about another topic um, but (laughs) Because of the feedback that y'all gave me on what I posted the other day, I was like, wow, this is my sign um, to share my story. So I wanted to do that with you. Um, And what I did yesterday, I literally just started recording. I didn't, because usually whenever I record, I like to write out everything just so I can stay on topic of my thoughts and, you know, the podcast and make sure everything flows beautifully. But yesterday, I literally just hit record and I just talked. So I will see you on the other side of the recording. Um, yeah, so... I hope you enjoy, and I hope that you guys gain something positive from my story. So I'll see you soon. Okay, so today's topic is going to be a little heavier than probably most episodes I will record on my podcast and the reason why I am sharing this with you is because I do want to be very authentic and real and honest and raw with you and um, even though that it is a very heavy topic, the sad truth is that I feel like a lot of people resonate with this and have experienced the this themselves and because of that I want to speak my story and I hope that in my story I am able to encourage uplift and help someone see that has gone through this or has healed from this whatever they have experienced I hope that I am able to just give them the hope um that there is a light on um there's a light at the end of the tunnel and um, that you will be able to get through it no matter how painful everything is in the moment um, and in the process of healing. So today's episode, (laughs) let's get started. Um, So I guess I can begin with kind of me. So at a young age, I had decided that love was the most important thing to me. Um, I actually grew up in the church. I was uh, in a very loving and supportive home, um, and which where I'm getting out with that is basically like I was very religious. I read the Bible. Um, I studied the Bible a lot. Um, from fifth to eighth grade I went to a private school and so in those years between fifth and eighth grade I really dug into religion because the private school that I went to wasn't the same religion that I went to church um, to outside of school and so because of that it really made me dig deeper into my core values, belief, you know, who I was, what I believed in, what I would stand for, what I wouldn't stand for, you know, and I had all these questions and so I educated myself with religion. Um, and with educating myself and as I was growing in um, the pre little teen that I was, uh, I had decided that love was the most important thing to me And I think what really kicked this off is I remember being in eighth grade and the teachers, you know, it's a small private school and so everybody knows everybody. Um, It's the connections that you have from literally fifth grade to high school before everybody goes off to college. But I remember being in eighth grade and the teachers would bring in previous students And these students would come in and they'd be like, this is, you know, what high school actually is. It's nothing like the movies, like, you know, you don't get bullied in the hallways, blah, blah, blah. So they would kind of, you know, kill the stereo vibes. um, And just explain to us what high school was, what it was like, you know, answer all of our questions, all of our fears about high school, so on. And... While the teachers would, you know, um, introduce us to high school and while the students would come in and talk about high school, the thing that really impacted me the most of them coming in was being self-aware of the reputation that I wanted to give in high school, because I'd be going to school with, I think there was like 365 kids who graduated from my class. And so I went to school with like 1,200 kids, right? Um, All ages, all different backgrounds. And so from that moment on in my life, I decided that I wanted love to be the most important thing to me. So the reason i i decided that was because obviously like growing up in the church um educating myself with religion you know Jesus had implemented love on the outcasts. Jesus died for our sins. Like there were all of these examples of love and like the relationship between God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the relationship with like Mary Magdalene, Jesus, Mary and Jesus. And just, there were so many examples that in the Bible that I found um, just really talked about love. And so from that moment forward, I decided that the reputation that I wanted not only for high school, but for the rest of my life was love. And I wanted people um, to be like, oh my gosh, have you met Madalena? She literally reminds me of love. And that is what I thought and worked for um, Like, I mentally remember, like, whenever I met people, I would want them to just be reminded of love, you know, like, I wanted to be that person, Um, and so this kind of meant, like, smiling at, you know, smiling at kids walking down the hallway or walking to my next class or inviting someone to eat lunch with me or however I could just show kindness and be that invitation for someone to say, like, hey, I see you and I care about you and I genuinely want to get to know you. Like, that was who I wanted to be. And so, all through high school, um, that is who I wanted to represent myself as um, and, you know, become that and embody that. Um, and so, my freshman year of high school, and to fast, uh, not fast forward, backtrack a little bit, be- that that summer before I went into high school, I, you know, obviously was excited because now I can date, um, even though my parents were like, yo, you should definitely wait until college, lol, so... I just remember sitting in my room, you know, I think I had like just studied the Bible and I was just kind of like sitting there and really thinking about the person. Little did I know like I was manifesting, right? So I was just sitting there and I was thinking about every single detail that I wanted in my future husband. Um, You know, like the qualities that he had, what he looked like, like how we would meet, like all of these specific details. So now fast forward. I start high school and I want to say it was probably like the third week of high school and this is so wild, but I was sitting in biology class. <laughs> like it's so detailed. I remember this so vividly, but I was sitting in biology class. It was in the afternoon and I was in like the second row Um, third seat so I was like in the middle of the class my teacher was sitting behind me and this guy walked in and as soon as we he walked in our eyes locked and at that moment it's the feeling that I had was indescribable it was like I instantly knew just from like eye contact, right? Like insane, guys. The moment that our eyes met, I felt, I knew like deep within me that this guy was going to change my life forever. L-O freaking L. Wait till you guys like hear the rest of the story. But I knew that this guy was going to mean the world to me. I knew that I wanted to be a part of his life forever like I knew I just knew like all of these things and I knew that I wanted to be in his life whether it was in a romantic sense or just a friendship like I was just very drawn to this guy and so this guy walks in you know our our eyes me my thoughts are going you know cuckoos and he walks to the back of the room talks to my teacher he goes around and then he sits at her desk because she's teaching um you know, she's making sure that no one's on her phone while she's teaching kind of a thing. So he sits at uh, the front of the classroom at her desk and he like fixes his shoelace, fixes his jeans. Like, it's insane. Like, why do I remember this? I don't freaking know, but I do. But so um, to speed up the story, he passes out papers because at the time he was in student council and so he was trying to get signatures for something. And, um, in high school, I actually played volleyball. And so long story short, um, he signed up to be the photographer at, (laughs) for volleyball for student council. And he did, I, I want to say he like showed up to just about every single volleyball game that I had, um, because he wanted to, uh, you know, get to know me, know my name, you know? So he leaves the classroom that day and um later that night I had this weird feeling. It was like Madalena, get on Facebook. And I'm like, okay. And so my brother was on. <laughs> this is when we would like take turns getting on the computer. But I get on Facebook and I saw that I had a friend request. And I like laughed at the name because of how uh generic like it's the most typical American name that you could come up with. But anyway, I'm like laughing at the name and I click on the profile and I see that it's his and I'm like, no freaking way. And so I add his, um, I add him as a friend and it's like he was waiting and he messaged me. And so from that moment on me and this kid, uh, we, we, uh, we met. And we start messaging, um, we start hanging out at school. Long story short, we ended up dating. Ooh. So we ended up dating and it turns out he is also religious. He is a couple years older than me. And I'm like, great, this is fantastic. Like he's hilarious, he's kind, he's genuine. He makes me feel so good. Um, he's giving me like all of this attention like don't forget guys like I was 15 years old I had no idea what a relationship should look like what it actually is supposed to be like what's a healthy relationship like never have I experienced at the time like dating okay so I'm just going into this relationship thinking that it is amazing I'm gonna marry this guy like wow I just hit the jackpot so then, uh, I think we dated for maybe two months or so. All I remember is that in in the following November, uh, we broke up, which should have been my first red flag, and I should have ran like hell out of this guy's life. So he broke we broke up because he um, he said, basically like I was too young for him and his friends were making fun of him for dating a freshman because again, he was older than me. He was a senior. So his friends were making fun of him. So, and this is the red flag guys, easily influenced. He was easily influenced. That was my first Hey Mo knock, knock, like run. Um, so, you know, during the holidays, Uh, I really got, you know, I just spent time with family. I healed by myself, you know, (laughs) grieving by myself. I wasn't, like, heartbroken. Yes, I was really sad, but I wasn't, like, crying my bed, couldn't eat. I was really fine. And so I remember in January or February, um, I was at my grandparents' house, and I got a notification on my phone, and he texted me, and he was like, hey, And I was like, hey, what do you want? Because I was a savage back then. And (laughs) anyway, so I said that and he was like, you know, saying, I miss you. I want you back. I'm so sorry for everything, blah, blah, blah. So with that story, we ended up getting back together. And it was like a big thing, guys. Like he asked me out during like the most important basketball game for our high school during like a really, um, like we were playing against our rival. And I think it was like the game where they go to like the next level state or something. I don't, I don't remember at all, but anyway, I just remember that he asked me out again for the second time in front of everybody like all of his senior guys helped him with this and my dad you know was like in the corner where he could hear and like see everything and it was just wild guys like stuff that happens in the movies right so like everyone's seated and um we're in we're like in the train section for the high school and he pretty much like tells everyone to sit down because you know the seniors had all the authority whenever it came to you know the train section and so everyone like sat down and then he pointed at me and he told me to stand up. And I was like, oh my God. And what's even crazier is like all my friends knew. Like this guy would go like, go big or go home is literally his motto. Um, and so I stood up and that's kind of when he made his little speech and um, yeah, asked to be my boyfriend. So we started dating again. And then in April, I had a church, I don't want to say like conference, but I had a church thing. Uh, I don't really know what to call it, but um, anyway, I had this church thing. And so my family and I, we went to, it was either um, Indiana or uh, somewhere in Kentucky. One of those two. I don't know. We, we went out of town for a church event where all of these people come together and it's a great time. I met so many people. Um, so anyway, uh, I'm hanging out with him the day before my family is leaving. Right. And the last thing I say to this guy is, um, don't do anything stupid oh my gosh, and of course, he's like, oh no, you know, I'm gonna, yeah, okay, so that's what I say, and <sighs> I go on my trip, and it was really bizarre, because the first day you know when we're apart I'm like super excited to find the closest computer to me so you know I can message him I don't know where my phone was at but I was just really excited to talk to him be like yeah we made it I'm so excited I'm like living my best life um how is everything like how are you know just I'm a girlfriend who's excited to talk to her boyfriend you know and he was kind of just being weird. And I could tell that he was really upset. And he was like, yeah, I just need to tell you something. But I need to talk to my mom first about it. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, okay. And I was like, well, I hope everything's all right. Like, whatever it is, like, I'm sure, you know, you're going to figure it out. Everything's okay. Being the sweet little girl that I was. And so, uh, you know, I have my church event. And I go home and he is waiting for me at my house. And he had a letter underneath my um, rug um, in front of my house in case, you know, like, you know, just a gift before, you know, when I got home in case like he wasn't there whenever I got home. So anyway, I'm super excited to see him. Um, And I had totally forgot like how upset he was (laughs) the first night whenever I was gone. And so he wrote me a letter and we like go to a park that's near my house and we're sitting on a bench and I'm reading this letter and I open it thinking, okay, you know what? Yeah. So I open it and as I'm reading, I'm like, none of this makes sense. Basically what the letter was stating is that like Madalena, I am so sorry uh for what i did please understand that i am stupid i'm a stupid boy like he was apologizing and he was like just know that i love you i'm so sorry like and i was really confused and i like look at him and i'm like giving him a hug and i'm like you don't need to apologize for anything like everything's fine and so he like goes home that night um and a couple days later, he is taking me to soccer practice. And I kid you not, he went the long way to soccer practice. And I remember this so well. He was driving and I was in the passenger seat and um, he like turns down the music and he's getting really fidgety. And I'm like, What the heck? And he's like, Madalena, can you promise me something? And I'm like, Yeah, sure. And he was like, can you promise me that you'll never leave me? That promise, guys, if someone ever asks you that, say no. Say no. Because me being the little girl, me being the little loyal girl. Wow. Okay. Like I am the type of person where when I make a promise, I will do everything in my power to not break it. So I'm like, yeah, of course. I promise that I'll never leave you. Like what's going on? And this is, you know, his, his palms are sweaty. Um, and so he starts telling me that he cheated on me and guys, (laughs) it didn't click with me. I think I was in shock. I was like stunned, um, like, you know that, okay, so, if you're a Harry Potter fan, you know whenever Harry, Hermione, and Ron are all trying to get out of their dorm, and Neville tries to stop them, and Hermione does that trick, or, like, Ron does that trick, and, and he basically, like, turns into a stone, but he can still, like, move his eyes and everything, that was me, that was me in the car, Mm -hmm. I really didn't understand the words that had come out of his mouth because all I was thinking about was I kind of just like went so numb and whatever he said after like I cheated on you and this is what happened I just kind of went numb and I didn't hear anything else because in my mind all I could think about was no there's no way that he cheated he he's not a cheater he did not cheat on me I was like it's okay like he's he didn't cheat on me that's not cheating because I'm 15 guys like what I didn't know anything and so we get to uh soccer practice and usually at soccer practice I'm the one who like hypes everyone up. I'm always in a good mood. I'm always happy. I'm cheering people on. Yeah, that day at soccer practice I did not say a word. A freaking word. And so before I get out of the car, you know, he's trying to comfort me and he's like, "Can we please talk later?" And I was reluctant, but I was like, yeah, that's fine. And so, you know, I made plans to go to his house after soccer practice, after I was a silent stone. Um, so yeah, uh, I was just very in shock. And so we get to his house and we we're in his room and I was sitting in his chair, cause you know, he was a little gamer, but I was sitting in his chair and he was in front of me on his knees just bawling bawling his eyes out in my lap and as he's apologizing to me you know he's trying to compromise he's like Madalena I don't ever have to see you again like I don't ever have to talk to you again we can work this out like whatever you want to do just please know that I am so sorry that this happened um, you know, and just saying all of these things that are needed to be said. Um, and I just remember sitting there and I don't know if this sounds twisted, but I just remember sitting there and I felt so powerful. I felt so powerful because I knew that I had power to decide in that very moment, how I was going to show my love. Wow. At 15 years old, this little girl who has never been in a relationship, in her first relationship, she is so concerned about loving other people. Wow. So I was sitting in that chair, and I was thinking to myself, and... (sighs) I thought to myself, Madalena, this is the one time in his life. This is the lowest he is ever going to be in his life. And you can either encourage him, you can support him, you can comfort him, um, you can be here for him, and you guys can get through this together. And so um, I wanted to be that example of of love and light to him and that's what we did and uh it was it was very traumatizing guys it was really hard because after like that night and everything it was oh my gosh like everything about that relationship was never the same the way that we texted each other the way like everything was just off understandably, right? Like I didn't want him to touch me. Like, oh my gosh, guys, just it was bad. It was really bad. And so, you know, time goes on and the phase that I went through after being cheated on because first of all, he was very him and I were very well known at our high school. Um and yes, we were kind of considered a power couple. And so having that reputation at that young of age and me also worrying about like, I want to look good for other people because I want them to feel good about themselves, you know, in high school. Wow, guys. So being cheated on and still being in high school and him still being there, I took it upon myself to not say a word a freaking word to anybody. Not my parents, not my closest friends. I kept everything that had happened to me to myself for a very long time. And obviously, as distraught as I was, my friends knew that I was upset. You know, they'd ask me questions. And, you know, it's high school, so people talk and... as time, you know, a couple months went on, um, people found out, um, and people would ask me about it and I'm pretty sure I lied to them at first, like, or like I didn't answer the question because, because guys, this is crazy, but I was so concerned in his freaking reputation, um, that I kept his reputation safe and I didn't omit anything until I was ready. And, guys, if I could go back in time, I obviously would have left him. Um, yes, hard yes for me. But if I could go back in time and that Madalena, you know, stayed in the relationship, I would have told my parents immediately. I would have told my friends immediately. I would have gone to counseling immediately because. At 15 years old, you don't know anything about dating and relationships and love and my God, just everything. And I definitely should have seeked a counselor, um, a professional to help me cope with that amount of pain because um, if you know me, I feel everything very, very, very deeply. Um... So yeah, I definitely should have sought help, but instead I really turned to the Bible. So I guess I did one thing right. Um, so yeah, as time went on, so to like cover or to finish the story, um, that summer, you know, we were on and off, even though I was like, Madalena, you're you're going to marry this guy. Like you guys are going to get through it. That is where my mind was, but my entire high school career, guys, this is four years of my life. Me and this guy were on and off. Why? Because in my mind, I was loyal. I was ready for commitment. I thought I knew that he was the love of my life, that, you know, this was all there was. Um, and I was just ready to marry him and like be a part of his family and be his wife and, and all these things because, I, because this is what he would do. Uh, we would end things, and you know, he would come back maybe a couple weeks later or a couple months later and basically say the same thing, like, Hey, I miss you, I love you so much, but in different ways. Right? He would, um, love bomb me, um, as crazy as it is. Um, and unfortunately, as a 15 year old, like, I didn't know, you know, like, you don't know what you don't know until you learn that you don't know it. And so, yeah, so for four years of my life, um, I was on and off with this guy and this guy, not only did he cheat on me, but he would, you know, he wouldn't give me a break. He would come back into my life. Oh my gosh. Just very messy. Um, he ended up like making out with a girlfriend that I thought was my friend. Um, he ended up dating other people. And during this time, guys, I didn't date a freaking soul. This is how like committed and loyal and focused I was on this relationship and on him. And guys, like I missed the entire thing. Like I did so much damage to myself because instead of focusing on the exterior, I didn't focus on my I didn't focus on my emotions. I didn't focus on my mental health. Thank God for the people in my life at that time who helped me, the girlfriends who would be like, yo, Maddie, like you definitely need to get out of this relationship. Like he's not worth it, you know, but at the same time, they wanted me to be happy. And so ultimately they did support me in, you know, what made me happy, which unfortunately for a while was him. But, um... Yeah, so finally, my senior year of high school, with all the on and off, him cheating, um, all the damage that he had done over time, I, I don't want to say I was broken, but um, I was very damaged. Um, and so the process, I do want to talk about this, though. The process of during those four years was crazy. For me, at first, I was numb to acknowledging it. Finally, whenever I did acknowledge what he had done, um, I didn't want to accept it. And then once I got to accepting what had happened, uh, I was very hesitant on him touching me, kissing me, anything. And then... All of a sudden, like, I had all these questions. Like, why did you do this to me? How could you? Like, what were you thinking? Like, why weren't you thinking of me? Like, I wanted answers. And he gaslit me. Guys, this little boy gaslit me. And instead of... He did answer some. I will credit him that. He did answer some of my questions. But the harder the questions were, he would then, over time he would twist them and make it seem like it was my fault yeah crazy crazy um so i went through that so that was you know mentally very confusing um for me but so let's see so yeah we you know dated the first year of high school and then you know he cheated on me we were together but then we were on and off and so then finally like sophomore year we officially called it quits and then once sophomore year happened we were on and off until senior year finally senior year I'm kind of getting my self-confidence back and I'm kind of just rocking it right like I'm happy but I'm really not happy because I want him to come back into my life partly I think I have a theory that this is definitely sidetracked and marvin's drinking water in the background but um disney this is a side note but i think disney does a really good job of teaching little girls that men will save you that's what happened in snow white right prince charming came and and saved her that's what happened with sleeping beauty prince charming came and woke her up by a kiss you know like I feel like they do such a good job that like men are the heroes instead of teaching women. um, You are the hero of your own story and you always need to love yourself first because you are a queen and you have power and you matter, frankly. So anyway, senior year, um, you know, he did the usual and he um, reached out to me and we ended up getting Denny's. <laughs> and this is like right before I was about to go to college, right? So of course he knew like he was about to lose me. I was about to go to college to a different state. Um, so yeah, that's where I am, you know? And I'm excited to leave the town that I grew up in. I'm excited to start a new chapter. Like I am excited to get the hell out, right? Because I could finally forget and like let go and not be haunted and reminded about my traumatic experience, um, in all of this. And so he reaches out and it was actually a dance. And so after the dance, um, we went to Denny's and we were talking and I remember I told him, I was like, look, we are either going to be together and then get married and have a life together, or we are not going to be together because I am done with all of this. So, and I was like, you either can choose me now or you are going to lose me forever. And he had the audacity to respond. He said, Madalena, I know that I will always have your heart. Uh, Meaning he wasn't afraid that he was going to lose me because he knew how much I loved him dang right (sighs) big oof and whenever he said that I am so glad it turned me off as hard as it did because I said beep that (laughs) I said forget that see you never and so that is my story with um yeah getting cheated on and it's absolutely wild it was a very long drawn out um traumatic experience for me um and I know the relationships that I had after that my wounds definitely bled on bless their soul but my wounds definitely bled on my a couple like the next relationships that I had um in my life And I did go to counseling finally. Woo! I went to counseling for it, and uh, I think what I also learned from that situation and still having open wounds while trying to be in a relationship it affected me a lot because I remember like I would kind of make this is I was I was very toxic. And, uh, I do want to apologize for anybody who knew me at this time, but didn't know, like, you know, my wounds, but I was toxic. Like if guys were interested in me, I would literally like have a mental checklist of you have to win me over by doing A, B, and C without communicating anything to them. So I would literally make them earn me and yeah, Um, but I was in a a really great relationship. I met this guy in my sophomore year of college and he was probably one of the best guys I've ever dated in my entire life. And he handled me so well to the point that he helped me heal. Um, so I'm so freaking grateful for this guy. Um, no, we're not together. He actually lives in California and he is doing fantastic. Um. And yeah, he has his like own life now and I'm like super happy for him. But anyway, I mean, this guy, um, he just met me where I was and he took care of me and, uh, he just loved me for who I was and he accepted me. And, um, because of him that opened up a, a world for me to try love again and to heal, Even more. Um, So, yeah, yeah, that's my story. Um, And being cheated on is incredibly hard. And for those of you who have been cheated on, um, I want to give you guys hope that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Um, It is a process, the healing is a process um it I think took me six years six years of my life from being a freshman to fully heal from getting cheated on because that is how deep that wound impacted me granted I don't think him like being in and out of my life helped and probably you know uh excelled the healing but um it took me a while it took me a long long time because whenever i was sort of kind of healing or dating again in college i it wasn't like my crutch but because i got cheated on i would hold people to an expectation and if they didn't meet that then like there was no way for them to date me so i made i was very like off guard in cheating um i wasn't very like welcoming With it, but the thing that I would also say to someone who's been cheated on is your partner's actions whenever they cheat on you is not your fault, their actions are not your responsibility, and that is something that took me years to not only understand but accept. And so you are your own person and say, if your partner cheated on you, you know that, you know, like it's not your responsibility, it's not your fault. You know that. But also know because you are your own entity, your happiness um, is your responsibility. And so if your partner cheated on you and you are fully aware that it's not your responsibility, their actions are not your responsibility, I also want to remind you that you shouldn't spend so much time. Okay, I don't want to tell you like what not to do or shouldn't do, but allow yourself to grieve as long as you need. But what I am trying to say is don't spend the rest of your life grieving over someone who cheated on you um don't spend the rest of your life worrying about a person or a relationship or you know maybe just in general like you you shouldn't spend so much time worrying about something when life wasn't made for that like life isn't made to live in pain life was made to experience and to feel and to grow and to create life is made for so much more and it's really just a matter of whatever our trauma is whatever our childhood trauma is you know later in life say if we lose someone like whatever our story is it's a matter of taking responsibility and healing that hurt Um, there's a quote that goes like hurt people hurt people well it's also true that healed people heal people and so wherever you are in your journey today I just want to also remind you that whoever cheated on you didn't see your value and you have every right from that moment on to do everything that serves you to leave um you don't deserve that and you deserve someone way better and once you shut one door another one's going to open or say that you are dating people right now in your life and you got hurt you know you got burned in your last relationship okay well you can either have this person in your life who is blocking someone who is so ready to pour all of their love and is ready to invest in you or you can close that book you can close that relationship you can end that relationship and make space and time and openness for someone who is ready for you and who sees your worth who sees your value Um, because there are people there are men there are women who are ready for that for you so, I think that's everything that I really have to say about um my story um, so yeah i am uh I'm good though if uh, if y'all are wondering, I am so good, like I said, I did heal from that um traumatic experience, and I have grown so much as a woman and I am really proud of who I am today, and I am so excited to meet the woman that I am becoming um in the future so um. Yeah, I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Holy cow, it's so long. Um, but yeah, I hope that I have inspired someone, I've touched someone, or like something about my story has impacted you for the better. So know that you are loved, you are chosen, and you are worthy, and you have value. And um, I believe in you. And whatever pain that you are going through right now, you are able you are capable, and you will overcome. So with all my love, I love you guys. Have a fantastic day. Oh my goodness. What did you guys think about today's podcast? Juicy, right? Um, Something that I did want to add. So during my healing process of being cheated on... Um unfortunately I did not see counseling um immediately and I wish I did. Uh it's okay, now we know. But um the process that I went through, I kind of mentioned and I kind of want to dig deeper into that really quick. I know you guys have been on here. If you guys are still here, I am super impressed. Thank you. Um but the process like I said was it took me I I was numb, right? I was in shock. And then once it kind of clicked and registered in my brain what what had happened, um, it took me a while to accept. And then once I accepted, I had all of these questions for this guy, right? And then like when he started to gaslight me in the questions that I had for him, that's when I became angry and I didn't mention this in my podcast, but I became really angry. And the feeling of anger is actually um, passion, which is something that I'm studying right now. But yes, the feeling of anger was just like really heavy. And it did consume a lot of my energy, my thought, because I was like why the heck did this happen to me? Like what did I ever do because my entire life I've been nothing but kind to everyone that I have met. You know, like I I focused so hard on embedding love in my life and living to love other people. Um and so I was just really confused and I didn't understand like why God would do this to me, right? So for there was like a period where I was I was so mad so mad. Like, I was mad at the girl who was involved. I was mad at him. I was mad at myself. I don't know. Just, I was a hot mess. But um, after that, I think I, like, confronted the girl. I don't really remember because whenever you go through, like, a traumatic uh, experience, your mind will actually try to get rid of the memory. I don't know if y'all knew that. Um, So, with this experience, you know, I... Try to forget a lot of it um, in order to protect my well-being because that's what your body and your your mind will do whenever you are in kind of that, you know, uh, situation. So, yeah. Um, Then once I confronted her, I think I sent her like a message and obviously like that didn't really get go anywhere um I don't I think she responded I don't guys if I knew the deeds I would definitely give it to you but um yeah so once that happened I did everything I could to heal But again, it was a little difficult for me because he he would come back into my life and then he would love bomb me, make me believe that he had changed or made me believe that he wasn't going anywhere and he was serious about us and we were going to get married and start a family and, you know, have a future together and then he would leave and then he would come back and do it all over again. So yeah, that relationship was pretty difficult for me to say the less, but Again, guys, I am so good. Um, Life is so good. I'm really happy where I am. I have done a lot of inner work. And again, this is part of like why I do what I do, which is empowering women while dating because I want to help them avoid horrible experiences like this. So again, I am really happy in my life. And for those of you wondering about the guy who lives in California, and he was like the best, one of the best guys I've ever dated in my entire life. The reason why we are not together is because there was a moment in our relationship. I think we had dated almost for like two years, but there was just a moment in our relationship where I wanted to be very honest with myself And the honest truth in that relationship was I didn't see us getting married. I just, I don't know. I just knew that I wasn't for him and he wasn't for me. And so it was selfish of me to keep him around if I knew that, I don't know, we just didn't belong to each other, you know? So the way yeah so we broke up and the way that we broke up uh <laughs> that's another story for another time um definitely probably not my hottest moment either but Again, guys, we live and we learn, but um, until next time, guys, I hope you have a freaking amazing day, and if you have been in a situation like this where you've been cheated on or you are coping with someone who cheated on you or you are letting go of a relationship and you're in the process of healing please reach out to me. I want to talk to you. I want to hear your story. I want to just be here with you and and feel with you and and guide you if you want that or if you want someone just to listen to you. I am here for you. So anyway, I'll shut up because you guys have been um, on here forever. So I hope you uh, got that chore done um, or you got to uh, a different state, whatever you're doing. Um, so, anyway, loves and hugs, Mo.